Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, where we're stopping short when we talk about setting your three-month or your three-year goal. Because your motivation, if you're not set, again, within your values and things that you enjoy doing, your motivation is going to flame out and it will you will not always be motivated it's human i think that it should happen but i think that what you need to do is you have to find the things that do motivate you and make you happy within there and welcome back to the athlete's pursuit on this episode we're going to be covering a few topics today we're going to be talking about just life in new york during covid what's been happening in new york city since this all began, what has changed? We're also going to be talking about some seasons of training phases, maybe looking at goals from not just a three-month perspective, but long-term, three years, maybe more, and different tips on motivation, how to stay motivated, how to keep that fire burning, especially during a time like this. So with me as always, Ryan Turner. Hey, it's Ryan Turner. Welcome welcome back, sir. <laughs> how are we doing today? We're doing good. I'm, I think this is a good episode to really bring people into our life uh, because we're right in the middle of something we're going to remember for generations. Forever. There's always been that time where I've been like, what's that thing going to be in my life? Like you kind of think it's going to be war. Like what's you our adversity going to be? Yeah. I always, I actually always thought it was going to be like an alien invasion. I was going to like help people out during that time and be like, that was, that was listen, bro, that still might happen. We got, <laughs> hopefully we got a long road ahead of us. We, <laughs> we're talking about an alien invasion. I feel like with this whole COVID thing, it's really invaded our city. Nothing's really changed though. So everything is still pretty running smooth. Um, everything is pretty still open, pretty much still open here. Are you joking? <laughs> of course I'm still yeah. joking. Our <laughs> life has been turned completely upside down. Upside and down. People are learning so much about themselves. People are learning so much <laughs> about kind of what they want to do in life. Like, wait a second, I moved to this city for this reason and now it's taken away. Yeah, right? a lot a of people left. So we actually have a lot of people who have, who have left, which, you know, there, there are a lot of challenging things um, that are going on, but there are some positives. Like one thing in particular, I do enjoy that there's a little bit more space to kind of move around the city. That can be a positive thing and that's okay, right? I, I thought that was a great thing. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that was the thing that New York needed because we have been running around like crazy. <laughs> Depends who you talk to on that. I, but <laughs> I know. It's such a type A here. I love, we, we all love the pace of New York. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a reason why we all moved here and live here. Yeah. You know, you like the competitive energy. You like to move fast, but it's like once in a while, you got to slow down sometimes. And it's, this was almost like a forced stop of like New York breathe yeah what, take a moment how you doing how's life you yeah. want to be in this lane you yeah. like this like I've had so many people tell me oh man thank god this actually forced me to sit down and be at home and reflect on do I like my job do I like how things are going and I'm like you you don't give that time to yourself oh man you know that's a great question to ask people, yeah. I don't think that a lot of people it, actually take that time or they, they had don't. that time, especially within this city. Um, and, it, you know, there's been a lot of reflection. And I think that that, re that that reflection has brought out so many emotions for people, whether it's anger, whether it's, you know, um, you know, more positivity, actually. I think people are kind of discovering themselves a little bit more and like, oh, well, I actually don't like myself. Let right. me kind of let me change this. Let me kind of like I don't like my job or maybe it's something about, you know, with you and I, we work very closely with people face to face. So that was taken away from us. Yeah, that was a big that right. was a big transition. Um, yep. Remember back in March, it was almost exciting. If I can say that and not have anyone get uh, come kind of upset about that, but what was it? It was like March, right? It's when this yeah, all kind yeah, of started. Yeah, around there, three week shutdown. 
Everyone hops on Zoom. Mm. Everyone's throwing, there's workouts in there. I've moved my clients yeah. over to online. Yeah. There was something really cool about it. It's almost like when there is a huge snow day in the city. Everyone comes together because you're, you now are dealing with the same thing. And we got you, you really have to kind of like team up and, you know, we're in this together. And that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And as it's kind of been dragging on, it's just, it feels like everyone is kind of dissipating a little bit. Like they're kind of separating somewhat in a great way, I think, personally. Uh, I think it's great that that people are kind of separating because we're spending more time with ourselves or with our family instead of kind of like, um, you know, maybe hiding at work or, you know, our insecurities. You know, we feel like, you know, we... We maybe aren't, you know, a, a good family person. We're not great with our parents or we're not a great friend, but I know I can go to work and just kind of sit down and kind of bust through a bunch of uh, spreadsheets. Right. Sure. So I think that it's finally getting people to be like, oh, we got to, you know, uh, I got to go like I, I have to look at my wife. I have to look at my significant other. I have to look at my friends now and really kind of, you know, check in on myself and right. see if I've kind of been been doing good. And the hardest thing right now is that I don't believe that marriages, I don't believe that relationships were meant to be lived in so close together. And I would also argue that a lot of these apartments that we've moved into in the city, they weren't meant for us to truly live in them. They were meant for us to come in, sleep, get dressed, and then leave and go go experience the city some more. New, New York so, was not made for comfort. It was not, it was made, not, it made, was not made for, for a lockdown, right? <laughs> and so I think it's it's just it's teaching people so many things. Yeah, which it, facing your stuff is a big one. And it also reminds me of uh, when you were talking, I'm reminded of just like what addiction really means because you're talking about avoidance, right? So maybe in the past, because you didn't slow down, you're going to do your job, which is a normal thing to do. You're just going to work and you're working extra hard. And so you're not seeing maybe your significant other as much. And over time, you can develop a habit where it's easy to say, honey, I'm just working, but subconsciously, are you avoiding going home to have the hard conversation or going into your job? And maybe you don't love your job, but you keep going into it because it's a habit. And so you're like, oh, I just got to stick with it. I got to do this. And you don't give yourself that week vacation or that time away to go and reflect. Do I, do, do I like my job? Does this actually make sense for me? Is this fulfilling me? you don't have the time. So this addiction stuff or avoidance is something that we all, we all do because facing these honest questions is very hard. It's very hard to do. And I do get that. It's, it's honestly very difficult. Um, but COVID has forced all of us to face all of it, whether we like it or not, yeah, you're so sitting much. with it. Yeah. Personally, you know, with, with my marriage, uh, it's really shown me that I'm not a very good communicator, um, that I really need to grow a little bit more into, I feel that my strength in my marriage is probably me being a father, but my weakness is being a husband. Interesting. I don't truly feel like I give my wife the, the honest respect she deserves all the time. Um, and I think that our communication style, it clashes. Uh, I'm very much an introvert and she's very much an extrovert. She loves to have conversations. She loves to kind of, you know, keep asking and kind of keep digging. And when someone does that for me, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. This is, t- this is a good, this is a nice little path to go down because you and I have had conversations where I identify a little bit more as an introvert. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned obviously just now that you do too. Being in the presence of an extrovert, 
someone that you live with, I think that that would be, that would present obvious, an obvious challenge of if you're trying to recharge by reducing stimulus, obviously, and kind sure. of go internal versus someone who responds a little bit more to external right stimulus, now. right? There you go, drink up. What is that balance? How do you, what have you been learning? Have you made some kind of adjustments through this period of how you communicate of like, hey, I need this space and this is, and she's okay with that? How have you communicated those types of I things? I mean, look, this is this is where I think the, the, the growth aspect of, you know, being here with you, talking these things through, that this really comes in because I don't feel like I've, grown as much as I've just noticed. And I, there's a lot of growing to do and it really makes me kind of sit back and, you know, have to, I'll be like, okay, look, uh, maybe my wife is asking questions again. It's really starting to kind of rub on me the wrong way. I'm going to explode. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get angry and I, and I will get angry and I will end up kind of speaking in ways that I don't think are where my values are. And then I do, and I'm like, oh, man, the guilt is just there, and I didn't handle that well. And I'm like, okay, I'll do better next time. And doesn't, I just don't do it next time. And so this is, this is again, it's stemming from being in such close quarters with someone for so long who in a world where you were able to you know, spend time apart doing your own thing and then come together, we were able to complement each other very well. But now it feels like we're almost forced to be the same person. And that, I think, is the biggest struggle. Uh, Because then I feel like I'm losing some of myself. If I communicate the way that's going to make this situation better, I'm not going to really be who I am. Mm -hmm. But it's really stretching me thin. I think that that's a challenge in relationships, period. I've, I've faced that too, because I think you get to a spot of losing identity, like you said, when you're molding into, and this doesn't happen just in relationships. I think this happens in, in your job, right? Too, wherever you're at. I mean, it, you, when you start to lose, I think, self-expression of who you authentically are, I, I just think you start to feel a little bit of resentment and a kind of a need to break away from that. Mm-hmm. And it obviously it's tough when you literally, when we were forced, especially in lockdown, to be in a spot and you have to be there, it just feels suffocating. Like you literally can't branch out. And we all have, as human beings, I think you have a need to express. I think you have a need to expand all the time. And when I feel, you know, trapped in or where I can't express myself, of course, I just, sometimes you don't know how to communicate that. I think you're in the moment and you don't know how to even explain what you're feeling. You're just feeling some sort of way and you're not sure how to communicate. And it, Look, this has been a problem. I think I remember even uh, in the early parts of COVID, obviously China was ahead of us with this, experiencing this, and I heard divorce rates went up. Joe, it came from China. I know it came from China. That's, but not, like, that's not a political statement, is it? No, it's no. not. It literally <laughs> developed there, but I. But their divorce rates went up somewhere around like 50% due to COVID. Is it just there or is it around? No, well, I, I don't know everywhere else, but I wouldn't be surprised if, of course, divorce rates are going up pretty much everywhere just based on the fact that you're yeah. locked in and you're like, having to have tough conversations yeah. and how do we deal with each other yeah. now in this I think new the life. U.S. was at 50% before this. <laughs> are there marriages left out going, there? Am I the last one well. married? Um, yeah, so, so I love where you're talking about kind of needing to expand because I have felt that way. Luckily, my wife and I, um, my family, we have, we're able to escape, right? We're very lucky to be able to have, you know, a place to get away to outside of the city. But a lot of people have left the city and someone very close to me, you have actually expanded outside of your 
previous situation, right? You mean living situation-wise? Yeah, you yeah. moved apartments, right? Yeah. You got a place that was a little bit different, a little bit bigger. You're making sure it's a new area. You wanted to just make sure that you're getting out of, maybe from what I, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounded like you wanted to just like, I, I just need a change. Yeah, needed to. I make change. It was just kind of this thing that I felt I needed almost for my soul a little bit. I think you just get to a spot. I was outgrowing my current place. I was just mm-hmm. outgrowing where I was. It felt... For me, COVID was showing me that where I was, it felt like I was shedding a new skin of like I had to get to a new spot. And I knew some things that I wanted to do professionally, personally, just in my growth. And it felt like where I was was limiting that possibility. So this is what I think. If we were to wrap up kind of what's not to stop talking about this wrap up, but just to kind of think about everything. If someone wants to know what's happening in New York I think it's a lot of self-reflection, which isn't just, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's not only New York, but you have people that are on the move in a different way. You have people that are on the move in life versus just in business or, you know, just in, you know, fitness or whatever's going on. Like people are moving because of self-reflection. There's a lot happening right now. People are starting to break in the best way possible because we're realizing who we are as humans. We're realizing what we need. And the city can't provide that if we can't have the city as it was. Yeah, right. So I think it's showing you, I think it's showing you just how little is in our control for one, right? We were all pursuing whatever we were pursuing, we had this thing of this is what 2020 is going to be. It was taken away for all of us. Like all of this stuff just changed overnight. So it shows you how little is in your control. And then it makes you evaluate what's actually important. Like what do you actually care about in your life? And you know, to get really basic, it was, it was things that's like, I love my relationship with my brother. I value the space that I live in. Right. I value my training. Right. So what could you use during this time to grow? And this this turned into me a season of preparation because it was so frustrating in the beginning when you have these goals that you've worked for for, for so long and you're like, I've sacrificed, I've built to get to this spot and then something outside of your control and this is our adversity, maybe in our generation, right? Of like an outside event, is taking these possibilities away. So if I wanted to go travel, if I wanted to do these different things, they're gone. And you could sit there and you could be like, why is this happening? This is terrible. Or you could just simply adapt to the situation and be like, all right, this changed. Here's my new environment. How can I set myself up? And the one thing that I was looking at was in this space, what can I do? How can I be opportunistic now so that in three years, in five years, this is not wasted time because I, I get that things stink right now. There are some things that just are just not ideal. It's terrible. We have limitations, but there's also some beauty in the limitation because I think it takes away other decisions that you'd have to make. So per, very personally with my story, you might recall that I like got injured a little bit in the beginning of COVID. So yeah, stupid. Got, yeah, I think I have to share it. I slipped in the bathroom. You want the real story? I'll give the real story. The real, the very, people think I was doing a TikTok. That's what James, my friend James, the Toad House says. It was, I was not doing a TikTok. I was, I'm in, I'm in my old, we'll never know. I was, I was the only one there. There's no witnesses. So you'll never know. I was, I'm sitting in my apartment, my old apartment. 
and uh, the laundromats were closed. I have no washer and dryer in this apartment in New York City because it's a third world country for some reason when you live here. <laughs> so I am like, I got to wash a pair of gym shorts for tomorrow. And so I fill up my bathtub and I put these shorts in the bathtub. I leave the bathtub running and I go back down and I'm sitting on my laptop just doing a little bit of work, chipping away at some stuff. And I get in the zone. I totally forget the bathroom is running and I feel and out of nowhere it hits and I'm like oh my god the bathtub is running I run into the bathroom and it is just starting to overflow and I freak out I lose my footing right on the water onto the floor and I fall right my feet just go right underneath me I land on my side I turn off the the bathroom and I stand up and I'm like oh my god I wipe the floor off I thought I thought this water was going straight to the basement I'm like this is going to be terrible I caught it just in time, but that fall was so dramatic. At the time, I was in shock. I didn't feel anything, but like 30 minutes go by and like on my left side on the rib, I could barely breathe. Yeah. It was painful. That's like, that's like a car accident when you like a minor thing that you kind of get in one day. You don't, you don't really feel it until maybe one or two days later. <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened to you. That's pretty much what happened. It was like trauma. And I think that what happened was I bruised a rib. And because I had trouble breathing, I could barely be, I could barely lay down literally on my back. I could have a hard time breathing. I couldn't reach my arm overhead. So, you know, look, long story short, I couldn't work out for like three, three weeks. You can't do anything about that, right? You go to a doctor like, oh, you just got to just stop doing it all. (laughs) That that was the worst part. (laughs) Yeah. Whether you break a rib or bruise a rib, the answer was. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> the <laughs> There's no, so we can't do anything yeah, about I've been it. There before, so you just wait it out. So you know, I, I hate that. So three, four weeks go by. I can't even work. I can't work out, and that's what I do. It took more away from you, right? Oh my god! It's so now so, so much just away. like you can't do anything. That you that, that was your outlet. That was such a tough time because now COVID hits. I'm locked down. This is the beginning of lockdown. I'm locked in my apartment. I can't move. I can't work out. I literally can't move. So what do you do? that turned into me a time of, all right, well, these things are taken away. Yeah, it sucked. I hated it. But I go back into reading. I'm reading more. I was journaling a little bit more, reflecting a little bit more on things. And I made, I was writing down kind of what do you want? Like, all right, let's reevaluate now. What's the next two years, three years going to be? What do you want from all of this, right? And I just remember very simply, I mean, I made a lot of adjustments with with many things, but training wise specifically, I remember feeling like, hey, you're in this environment, you're a trainer, you're a coach, you're working out hard, but are you working out with focused intention? And I just remember saying, when you get back to healthy, when you get back to 100%, take this time to be 100% because when you come back, I'm going to take everything. I'm going to be in the best shape I've ever been in and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to apologize for the time that it takes. Because sometimes I would get guilty of how much time I spend on the craft. And I'm just like, I'm going to lock down and I'm going to put everything I have into this. And that's what I did. It was for me, it was, it gave me a reason because I had a vision of what I wanted to do. It made me a little bit more at peace with the time that I couldn't take action. It made me feel like now this time of inactivity serves a purpose. Now it is a time where if I have to get healthy, so that I can achieve this later. You know what I mean? Sure. So it turned into something great, um, which I'm sure there's a lot of stories like that during quarantine where you take, you know, you take lemons and you turn them into lemonade, right? And that's really what this time should be. 
this is this is if you want to call it lemonade, we can call this lemonade. I don't know if that's <laughs> what we can figure this out. It's a little bit of a crap aid. No, I don't know, but it's it's a challenging time, and um, I love what Joe's saying right now about the intention. I think intention is incredibly important with whatever you are looking to do. If you are going into any kind of situation, you you can sit back and you can reflect, you can um, think about what you want, you can dream, you can uh, you can you know put up a. Uh, what are those things called? A, a dream poster, like a like, vision board. Vision board, right? Sure. You can have all that kind of stuff, and you and you can think, okay, I want that. But it's only wishing until you truly have intention when you go into everything you do in life, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're someone you want to work out, you're like, I want to, I want to make sure that I'm going to come back from this injury, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna keep working out, and that's really great. But if you don't have the intention every single time you go in, if you don't sit back for a second, you say, okay, I'm going into this workout because this is my goal and this is what I want to achieve from it. I'm gonna put everything into this in this one moment, this one workout, because that then is going to layer on top of each other and that's going to get you to your goal. Yeah. So the best thing we can do, I think that showing up is important. I think that making sure that someone, you know, uh, they, they get to the gym, making sure that someone puts on their running shoes to get outside. And if Mm -hmm. it becomes a walk instead of a run, great. If it's something where like you start eating just a little bit better, I think that's good, but you want to make sure that what you're doing is that you're setting the intention. I am getting into the gym and I'm going to be focused and I'm going to lift hard and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to walk out feeling really good. Yeah. Right. So you do have to get yourself there. But once you are in that moment, set a strong intention. Yes. Right. Yes. Because it's so well said. And you're reminding me too of that balance between action, conscious intention, and then stillness, like this balance between both, because what we don't want. And I think what was maybe happening before COVID and, and it just happens in general is you're moving, there's motion, but you're confusing motion for progress. And that's not always the case. You can be in a hamster wheel, just moving, but is it the direction that you want to go? And so when you're feeling that frustration of I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I I always quite, I'm like, but, but is the intent there is the, is the direction there? And that stillness, this was a forced stillness. And maybe some people haven't felt that before where it's like, I'm going to sit still. I'm going to evaluate. And I hope people took that time. This is not a New Yorker thing to do. It's not a New Yorker thing to do. A lot of people just shoulder to shoulder trying to stay still. Go, go, go. No, no, no. But you're forcing to be still. And then it causes you, it's this gift to course correct. Right. And, and that can be a great thing. It can be such a blessing. Right. Because mm-hmm. then then when you have that course correction, you took that stillness. Now the action is so much more powerful because it's like I don't want to be working all the time. I want to have I want to have my work make I, I want to put my focused effort when I am working. I want it to mean something. I want it to be moving towards a direction. I want it to have a purpose so that then you also have that equal rest. Right. I think that I think that time showed people, too, because it 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 took away commutes. It took away the time that it took you to get ready in the morning. Sometimes, like if you look at people on the Zooms now, you're like, are you are you OK? Like, <laughs> Everything cool. Like this. Like, but the thing is, is that that gave them a lot of time in life back. They're sleeping a little bit more. They are spending some more time with their family. Maybe they're able to kind of get that walk in in the morning or get that workout in because you they aren't commuting and they don't need to do everything else. I think there's also this other side where people are expected to be, you know, at the ready 24-7 right, right now, which I think is complete BS. But 
you know, we have to put our phones down. I think we need to kind of yeah, create man. those boundaries. But it's still, I think this time gave people that um, gave some of that back. And so they kind of realized, oh, this is what I was missing in life. And I do now need to kind of pivot a little bit. And this is, I think, what sent some people out of the city. Right. Either for, you know, the short term or the long term. I, I know people who have sold their places and they've moved on. And I don't think it's just because like we got to get out of here because we have to go find work. It's not that I think that people are understanding that there's a quality of life issue here in the city. That it's always a rat race. I always think about that. I always because people just want to move up to, say, like the Upper West Side in a smaller apartment. But really, what are they doing? They're just trying to stay close to it work but really where do they where do they really love and experience themselves the best when they're out in the mountains when they're somewhere at the beach when they're when they're not in the city and so people are now placing themselves in their best life and that's great how amazing is this yeah i think it's great yeah so i do i would say that this 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 has been a really challenging time for gyms it's been a challenging time for restaurants other retail all the in-person kind of businesses but what a fucking amazing time this has been for so many people agreed yeah and, and I, we have to look at it that way well, I, I i have to argue like we have to look at it that way if we don't and we only think of this as a negative this challenge that we weren't able to overcome and we're just waiting for it to be over we've really lost agreed when when these things happen with anything i think you have to look at a situation and just be like it is what it is i'm not changing covid right you and i aren't changing it it, it is here it is here yeah, so but just wear your masks because sure. I, you, you can be part of the well solution. control what you can control. Right. <laughs> yeah. So be part, exactly right. Be part of the solution. <laughs> but but the, it's teaching it's showing us like how resilient people are. So so when it goes into like attacking goals and things like that, there's okay. been a quote. There's been a quote that uh, that I love. And, and I think I've brought it up before. It was if you want to take the island, you got to burn the boats. Joe, you're a modern day stoic. I <laughs> I love stoicism. (laughs) I love that quote because what it is, is like when I quit my job, when you take that leap of faith, you, the rug is totally taken out. Right. And you have, you have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. There's no plan B. You just gave yourself no way out. So you have to, you have to swim. Right. So that's kind of what this has done. Right. Of course the fitness industry tone house is an example it wasn't part of our plan in the beginning to go necessarily virtual and on demand. Maybe we were going to do it at some point. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a, it, a two, it, three year goal. Yeah, It was like a two, three year goal. It's like, Hey, let's expand. But like, Hey, this happened and we were presented an opportunity. And so it's like, we have this time, we have this space. Why not create this? And the whole fitness industry, if you look at it, it's so cool to see how everybody adapted, right? They were like, let's get creative. Let's create these apps. How can we reach people? How can we keep people healthy and balanced during this time where we can't, physically be with you right and restaurants had to do the same thing it's like we why do people like restaurants it's like i think it's getting into the touch of like why we actually enjoy these things it's not just about the scene of a restaurant it's like it's great to get your friends together to be social and connect and just sit down over food and be like how are you doing how have you been it's good to see you like we're we're forgetting that people connect over food that food is a culture that's why restaurants are such a prominent part of New York City. That's why it's such a big deal if restaurants closed, right? Because you want to have people over to your place for dinner. You want to cook. It's how you connect. It's how you reach. 
Yeah. Right. I actually love this. I think that New York is going to come into this little bit of a renaissance. It feels in terms of eating out and experiencing the city in a new way. You see, if 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 no one has been in New York, I think that there is there's a lot of uh, misrepresentation of what is actually happening here. So we are mentioning people are leaving and it's very obvious. Sure, it I, is. I, I yeah. don't I don't hate it. I don't. It's it's and it's like you know, the changing of the guards. <laughs> I'm definitely okay with it. Who really needs to be here? <laughs> um, there is not like we're not really. There's there's not a lot of negative in terms like with that happening unless you're really in retail or you are kind of you're selling in person workouts whatever it's going to be. But one thing that I love right now is that all of these restaurants are spilling out into the streets. And maybe for better or worse, I don't know. But I love to see that these restaurants are out. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was a restaurant. Like they have seats outside right now. I think it's they pretty de- awesome. They decorated this nice little like outdoor venue right yeah. now. Oh, it's next to that place. Oh, this is amazing. Like these experiences, you see people actually liking each other and getting outside. Right? <laughs> people are outside. They're experiencing food. They're experiencing culture, and they are they're opening up in a new way. And nice. now I believe that outdoor dining is going to be. An all year thing, year round thing, right? As of now, I believe. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm happy so. to be corrected. No, I think well, there's going to be some indoor seating. I think there has been. Oh well, but, no, yeah, but, but, but that's yes. there. But I but think yes. that they're going to have the outdoor as well, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, for places that didn't have that option, now they're able to open up, and so you go around the city, and it feels kind of special. It I think it's really, really no, I think cool. It's really cool. It's People are coming like together. A, it's a block party almost. Like when I've walked around, yeah. right? Yeah. When I've gone to Flatiron. Uh, specifically, there's these restaurants on these side streets that take over the entire street yeah. on those side streets and they have nothing but seating and you you feel a vibrance of the city like New York is resilient, right? You know, yeah. you know that about the city. Yeah. And when you see that, I, I think it's great. It's yeah. cool energy about it. It's like the city just spreading its legs a little bit. It's a little like, bit. We needed this. Adapting, baby. It's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, hey, why don't we pivot a little bit here? Let's pivot. I think that we had we had some great questions kind of come in when we had asked for some topics. And yeah, really good ones. One thing in particular, how about I let you uh, introduce this or talk about it? Well, there was a good there was a good topic brought up about you know I think it was the seasons of training phases, if you will, of how do you not live for a goal for three months away, but but for three years, and and you know we can take this way deeper into just training, but um, training phases for three months versus a three-year outlook this 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 is kind of a big deal I feel like that it's just that short-term mindset versus a long-term approach and this is probably something that people struggle with in general because it go if you break this down into some basics I think that most people just aren't patient you know I think we can talk about one thing for sure when we go back to if we're talking about training specifically or even nutrition specifically people are looking for a short-term silver bullet we're, we're not even going to go down that road. We know that that's not a thing. It's just, it doesn't exist as a lifestyle approach. You know, that that's all that needs to be said. So this three month kind of outlook, I think when it comes to training versus a three year, I personally always look to a long-term vision like five years away and cause it excites me way more. And so, and I also think you give yourself a lot more patience, more room. And then you're kind of locking in, I think, to your life and even into your mentality that this is something I'm just going to do on a daily basis. So 
the pressure of executing within three months to to achieve some type of result, I think it just kind of alleviates some pressure of, to me, this goes deeper that it's not a goal anymore. It's an embodiment of if this is going to be a three, five-year journey, now I live this. I am this, right? It is a part of my life versus three months. What is three months? It's fleeting. It's temporary. It's just something that I'm going to do for a little bit. It seems like, I don't know, a hobby. So I guess it depends on your outlook. But like I would always prefer a long-term vision on things to give yourself time to practice, refine, tune up, you know, adjust. So... There's a lot of people I think that uh, the bigger issue I see, at least in my industry, but it really ends up being anywhere, I think, is that we really end up comparing ourselves to other people, right? That's that comparison syndrome sure, that we yeah. see a lot. So, and I'll, I'll share with you, you know, where I see a lot of challenges for people um, is usually if I have a very successful client, that person has friends and they have family and they see, you know, um, you know, it's that old kind of thing where someone kind of looks at you funny if they're like starting to eat healthier and work out more. It's like, oh, you're doing that. And they don't pay attention until there's actual change happening, right? You've been doing it. You've made it more of your habit and your lifestyle. Finally, like, oh, yeah, what are you doing, right? Okay, why don't you give me some tips? And then finally, like, especially with nutrition, they'll kind of come to me and be like, hey, you know what? Um, so-and-so is working with you, and now I want that. And so I'm like, okay. Here we go. Let me make sure that we're setting expectations with this person because I want you to realize that your friend has put in a ton of work and they've committed. And so now I want to make sure that what you understand is what they went through. They went through struggles. They went through challenges. We've had great times working together too. Like the, the revelations that they've come through are wonderful. But I need you to realize that if you're setting your expectations that you're going to achieve what they achieved in two months, you're not going to do it because there's such a high failure rate with it. Are you ready to struggle? Are you ready to have a challenging time and work through the hardship that your friend went through? Yeah. Right. Do you end up seeing that within within training sometimes? Yeah, for sure. Right. I've, I've actually had people say, you know, like, oh, yeah. I've seen Joe. I want muscles like Joe. I'm like, do you know how long Joe has been focused and training and and he got himself to that level? It hasn't been him just wanting muscles. It's him being like, I want a lifestyle that involves me being around other fitness professionals. I want to be in that world. His his physique comes from a complete embodiment of being a trainer, right? And so you being in finance and you want that body, it's not that you can't get it, but you have to understand that what you're doing is that you're not achieving muscles, you're achieving habits, and you want to build your lifestyle towards it and allow yourself then to build it down the road, right? Your goal right now is not the end goal. Your goal right now is to develop the habits and develop a lifestyle that will get you there that you enjoy. Great. Right? Because that's the hardest thing is that people are like, I want the quick fix. Like at I really don't know if I want to go down this road because everyone knows this. There is the quick fix. You pick up a men's health or a woman's health and the promises are there to happen in 30 days and it doesn't really happen. And so people end up and that's, and that's how those magazines and that's how that information becomes so, so well sold, right? Because people want that. They, our expectations have been warped 
in the worst way possible. Yes. We need to bring people back to what life is. And if yeah. people are struggling to kind of achieve the things that they want because it's going to give them happiness, you know what? The message to you is that you're not going to achieve it. You want to be able to kind of develop the lifestyle that you want through training, through nutrition, through finance, through building a family. Like you cannot look at someone across the street that ends up having two children and they're eating a nice meal. Everyone's smiling. You hear the kids say, daddy, I love you. And the mom say, honey, you're the best. And you know, they're giving each other kisses and you know, they paid for the meal really easily, like whatever it's going to be. But for that family to get there, can we really believe that they didn't go through, that they weren't arguments, that there weren't nights where they were, that they were up and, you know, they were sleepless and that they've had a really like, like that they were cash strapped from one month over here or there and make really difficult decisions. Mm. It took a lot of work to get there. And people would get that if they looked at that kind of family. That's not going to happen overnight. So why does, why does a body transformation why does, you know, that kind of stuff, why do we think that that's going to happen? Like, we don't end up picking up a magazine, uh, I don't know, is a is family fair thing, <laughs> and then says, hey, you're going to build the best family ever in 30 days. That's, <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? It just sounds so good. why are we now thinking it's going to happen in everything else in life? Because it's easier. Right? I think it's just easier to think that it exists. Because we don't want to think about the bad stuff. We don't want to think about the challenges. If you come back to COVID, we've had to think about those. Yeah. And, and so that's really great. When it comes to the training, like, I, I just love the work. I think you got to love the work. That's, but people don't yet. Once you know, they understand it, I think it's good. Yeah. Like, I really love, I like, I don't know. Like, the way I see this stuff, I, I don't like timelines. I, I really don't. I don't like timelines. I, I, I get that they're necessary to a certain extent of, you know, maybe holding yourself accountable of, like, I'm going to achieve this on a certain date it's a tool. I think it's a tool. I don't think it's an absolute. So when people talk about like three months, three years, it's like guidelines to me, right? Like these visions of, I want to be this in a certain number of years. It's just some vision. I think you got to let go of how, when things are supposed to happen for you. Cause where you're starting is different than when I started, how you are starting is different than how somebody else is starting. But you, so, so it's more important to me for you to lock into this is going to happen. I don't care when. I don't care how it's going to come to pass. I'm just going to work, right? So let go of, you let go of attachment to the when and, and the how. It's just have, this is where more having your standards of the your work ethic, your good values and how you carry yourself and the consistency kind of just come in. So when you say I want to be in great shape, and you got to define that for yourself of, you know, what that means for you or, or I want to start this business and, and why you're starting it. Um, it's more, I don't know when it's going to pay off. I don't know when it's going to come to fruition, but you know that it will. There's like a vision of this person. I'm going to bring this person. I'm going to bring this business to life. And then you start to fall in love with the work and it's cliche to say, but you fall in love with that process. And like, that's what I love about training. Like I, I, you know, this is, this is my thing mm -hmm. that I love the work. I will go into the gym and train when people are not there. I get there earlier because I love it. I love the, I love the stuff that you don't see. I love the stuff that isn't on Instagram. I love the, the grind of figuring out how I can train and work hard and push myself to a, to a point. I didn't think I could go when I'm tired, when I don't want to be there, when it's not sexy, when nobody else is in the gym. 
Like mm-hmm. that stuff is the stuff that I know about that nobody else will ever see. How could they? But you have to find that romantic kind of relationship with whatever journey you're going on. Like that's the only way this stuff really like happens because whatever your endeavor is, and it's not just training, this shit is going to be hard. Yeah. When is it not hard? It's always hard. It's got to be hard because it's going to build resiliency. It's going to show you the things that don't work too. I think that there's, and like, you know what? I really don't like using all those cliches because we all hear them, but it's like failure is such a good thing, right? We, We grow from failure and we become better through failure. It is so true, but what you have to understand is that through failure is that you have to be building the habits and you have to find the things that you love doing during that, right? If you if you are just doing it to to look like someone else, if you are doing it to, you know, because someone else achieved that, then you're not, but you have to find the things that you actually love doing within here. You have yeah. to kind of bring, you have to surround people, you know, if you are someone who who does want to end up getting healthier or more fit or you want to be someone who's my more financially secure surround yourself with people that want that as well and find people in life that are going to help you be secure and enjoy those moments yes right because i've seen it i've i've seen it too much and i think you have too is that like people are like i want to eat healthier i'm gonna eat kale all day long until i'm healthier i'm like oh, the extreme yeah you're, you're gonna love that yeah that's that sounds great but you're not gonna find any happiness within there and this is all coming back to your values as well if you if you want to be a a, a better family man if you want to be a better husband if you want to be a better son how can you do that and achieve those goals as well well yeah. bring people share you know your experiences with them and make sure that you're doing things that maybe don't um don't uh take them out of your life right um maybe yeah so i don't know yeah now how do we let's talk about motivation then so uh, the the other kind of piece of this was if you have a three-year goal and we're talking about some things that we want to accomplish and we're locked into a long-term i know this is a common question but we always talk about motivation and even losing motivation like there was just a good question that came up to us of what what do you do to keep the fire lit more than just the cliche of just just do it, just get it done, which I get, right? So what you would hear Definitely is advice of, of like, it. just do it, you know, just force yourself to get it done. You're not going to feel this way all the time. But let's let's tack, let's let's go into this. Let's go into motivation, staying on track to a long-term goal. Kind of what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, where we're stopping short when we talk about setting your three month or your three year goal because your motivation, if you're not set again within your values and things that you enjoy doing, your motivation is going to flame out and it will, you will not always be motivated. It's human. I think that it should happen, but I think that what you need to do is you have to find the things that do motivate you and make you happy within there. Something you have to make sure that you're also supporting yourself with is, I think, a lot of like kindness and, um, you know, positive talk, positive self-talk. The more that we move into negative self-talk or guilt or shame when we think we should be doing that, but I'm not. That's so hard. I can't do that anymore. When we get down on ourselves, it really doesn't set up a good environment for learning. And I think that we should continue to learn about ourselves. I think that we should really continue to learn about how we best thrive. 
So if we get up and our goal is to be, you know, better within our job, whatever that's going to be, and it's going to, I have to do this. I surrounded myself with the right kind of people, but it's a, it's like a tough day for you. You have to realize that your, your direction is not always going to be linear. So when you're not motivated, accept it, lean into the people that maybe are around you, but you have to be really kind to yourself. There's a whole thing here, right? So I really love the science of things. So when we talk about just, you know, positive self-talk and how negative self-talk can be so toxic, there are certain pathways in the brain that actually get shut down, specifically the pathway of learning. We're not able to take in more information and build those new neural pathways that teach us how to be resilient in those difficult moments if we're shaming ourselves the whole time. So what happens is really as we are more positive with ourselves. We do tell ourselves that it's okay to feel the way that you do. It helps release certain chemicals, things like dopamine or oxytocin. And I believe if I have this wrong, I'm fine. I'm happy to be corrected. Um, actually, let's not even say it. But it ends up targeting areas in your brain that are going to help with learning. And so now in a difficult situation, when you realize that you're unmotivated and you're having a hard time, you're more awake and aware to it. And then you say, okay, well, how do I get out of this? Let me lean into my values. Let me lean into my, the people I've surrounded myself with, which is really important. And they're going to teach me things. And now I'm going to learn how to get out of this moment or how to get out of it quicker next time. Right. Does that make sense? It does. What happens, though, is if you are shaming yourself and you're not good enough, I can't believe you did this. This is so bad. Or, you know, something that I'm struggling with right now, I've realized that I'm extremely weak in my squat. Right. I don't want to devalue kind of these larger goals, people's life like. But my squat, I'm I'm so I'm so weak. My form is not good. I don't know. I cannot get out of the way of thinking with my squat, right? I can't really sit deep and low. And I just, I, I keep having to take weight off the bar and it's very challenging for me. But what happens is if I sit there and be like, my God, you can't lift heavier. What are you doing? Why can't you get this? Right. And we see this all the time in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens is it shuts down that pathway of learning. And now instead of releasing things like those feel good chemicals, like the dopamine, like the oxytocin, you now end up releasing a lot more cortisol. And that's going to end up bringing in a slew of challenges for your body. You're now going to have high blood sugar. You're going to have just just negative thinking all around. And you're not going to learn anything from that kind of scenario. So you're not always going to be motivated. And you have to accept that. And you have to be able to then look in other directions to, yes, get more motivated, but realize that it's okay. But if you're not surrounding yourself by with the right people and you don't have a goal that you enjoy the habits that get you to that goal, you have a big problem, right? You remind me of something that I heard recently, which was if you argue for your limitations, sure enough, they, they will be yours. And I see that all the time in the gym and and it's such a, it's such a good metaphor because you talk about as a coach, I see people all the time and you see these progressions of people starting out to someone super advanced and you see someone that comes in day one that hasn't worked out before two different people. One has a mentality of like, I can't do this. This is too hard. Or someone that goes, this is really hard, but I really want to do this. And you see where they go a year from now. And the only difference was how they believed that they could. It's a mentality. And I've always said, if you can train the mind, you can train the body. Strong mind, strong body. It's the only, it is the difference. So if you have, look, if you're 
if, if, if a certain thing is a limitation for you and you mention the squat, it's not, it's not a outlook of, I can't do this. This is, this isn't for me. Well, that's limiting straight up right there. You got to listen to what you're saying to yourself. You can, but you can also look at it and be like, yeah, I need to work on this. This is an area that I need to work on, but you also believe that it's just a matter of time. For sure. It's simply a belief. Like you will work on this stuff. You are seeing what's you're seeing what your limitations are physically, not mentally. Maybe your hip isn't as flexible. That's a physical limitation, but a mental limitation can't happen. Physical will be there, but you can overcome physical. The mental, you got to flip. It's the, it's the biggest thing. And that's, I think, where that positive self-talk comes in. You have to be able to reframe things. You weren't able to do that. Okay, but what were you able to do? You were able to, okay, show up. Maybe that is the thing. Okay, I was able to get here, so at least I know that I'm trying to work on this. Or, okay, maybe I had to take some weight off the bar, right? I'm speaking specifically to what my what my challenge is right now. I took weight off the bar, but I'm taking a lot more time and I'm focusing on my form, and that's going to lead to a stronger body in the long run, yes. right? So that, I think, is what we really want to do. I love um there's i i i believe she's a uh, she's a psychologist but um dr shauna shapiro um she she loves the science uh kind of within psychology and something that she ends up sharing a lot of times i think it's a simple kind of thing and we get it but it's like the five percent rule can we just do five percent more can we be five percent more positive you don't have to be overly positive and then think that you can't think any negative thought that's okay but give yourself something you have to be able to look at what it is that's going to help you stay motivated. But you're yeah. not going to be motivated by being completely negative with you. I have a lot of clients who are like, Ryan, I just want you to yell at me. If you see me not eating well, yell at me. I'm like, it just doesn't work that way. That's not how, like, if you look at things like I can I can work with my dog, right? My 75-pound Weimaraner, <laughs> depends who you're talking to. The building thinks it's 50. But if we end up working with my large dog, this is now going to be something where we see negative reinforcement versus positive reinforcement and a dog ends up learning both but what kind of dog do you want to develop do you want to develop a dog that's scared of you and listens or do you want to develop a dog that listens to you but you guys really enjoy your life together and he respects you fair enough right do it with yourself fair enough right i always you know motivation to me is a temporary feeling also so i think that's something to keep in mind as well uh and also when we're talking about motivation in these things when we're attacking goals like if we're relying on a feeling like feeling good feeling like Today's the day I'm going to go get it. We know this. You're not going to get shit done because all this stuff is about consistency. So you can either, I heard this today actually, and I loved it. It was, you have a choice. You can either choose to feel the emotion or you can decide to feel progress. You can have progress or you can have the emotion, but you can't have both. So if you feel like you don't want to do it, well, then you're not going to do it, but then you're sacrificing progress, right? So you Mm -hmm. feel how you feel. It's valid, right? Oh my gosh. I I wake up. Do not let anyone ever tell you how to feel. That should be a goal in life. You feel the way you do. If anyone it's invalidates valid. your feelings, you it's and maybe this is getting into this toxic masculinity. I, I cut you off. I realize I'm sorry. You're good. But this is an issue. I think that men are a lot of times forced not to sit in their feelings. And if they do, they feel guilty. They feel shame from that. And we need to understand these feelings are so normal and that they're extremely healthy. And I'm not saying I'm good with this because when I end up getting frustrated or I feel that I'm not a good communicator with my wife, I feel like I'm a failure as a husband. I feel like I'm a failure as a friend to my wife. 
And so that actually, it ends up coming out probably with more anger than I want it to. It comes out with frustration and, you know, and then, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm going to get away from here. Just run away from this because if you end up continue to speak, you're going to end up, you know, saying things you don't want to say. And it's like, all we were talking about was if that pan was clean. And it's like, why, how did this get to this? Right. But if I was able to reflect and kind of sit in my emotion for a second, and I do this, I don't want to think I don't, I can get a lot better at it. But if I sit there and I think, okay, I'm frustrated and being frustrated is okay. Why is this happening? I feel like maybe, right. I, you know, so it just, I think that we need to take that time. Yes. What you're saying is it though. The emotion, the feeling is valid. It's how you feel. Can't argue that. The real thing is, are you reflecting on it? Emotions and feelings to me are an indication. It's a signal of something's going on that you have to check in with. That's it. So if you go into motivation and you're not feeling motivated, something's happening. You got to ask why. Why is this happening? First of all, to to go back to it, motivation I think is honestly garbage. I think it's just like something you feel once in a while. Inspiration is kind of a different thing. I think you're pulled towards something. So let's but let's talk about just emotion in general to kind of stay on topic with what you were just talking about. You manage the trend, not not a blip. So you're going to wake up some days and just feel like trash. You're going to wake up some days frustrated. Could be for a lot of reasons. And I was told once advice was look at your environment. Maybe it was somewhere you were sleeping. Maybe it was something going on external. Maybe it was the food you were eating. Are you dehydrated? There are so many factors as to what you're feeling emotionally. We're emotional creatures. The thing is you're going to feel this stuff. It is valid. The real point is how do you act on it? Just because you feel the emotion doesn't mean you have to act on the emotion. Just because you feel frustrated doesn't mean you have to let out and act frustrated towards this person. You can reflect, sit on it, acknowledge it, and then choose a course of action. Does that make sense? It does. I'm, I'm almost trying to think right now if someone said, so I'm trying to use your word. So tell me if this is what you said. If I'm feeling an emotion, I wake up and I'm frustrated. I don't have to act on the frustration. There's nothing that's going to push me to need to be frustrated, right? If someone's talking to me, like you don't have to let your frustration out on that person. You're, that's is that what you're kind you, of you saying? know the the crude example of uh, you can get an email from someone that pisses you the hell off, and you want you feel the emotion of like this person really pissed me off. Sure, that's a valid emotion you just felt. It's yeah. valid. It's not like I shouldn't be pissed off. Be pissed off. You're pissed off about it. The problem is taking action of writing a nasty email back of like you freaking suck, Susan. Like that's a that's a problem. Susan, Susan and Karen. They we all know Susan is a carrot. But you taking the action back, that's the problem. So what I'm saying is feel the emotion. It's valid. I'm just saying sit back. Before you take an action, that is an emotional action. Yeah. Chill out. And I think where I want to make sure that we're really focusing on this is it's not about suppressing it, though. No, feel it's it. It's about... So what I would say is, I think this is where you were going a little bit, like be able to evaluate your environment, be able to evaluate other things. I would always kind of, if, if there's an emotion, especially when I start talking about food and kind of eating with people, when someone feels like there's a binge or something like a, a challenging eating situation that someone ends up having, I do ask them to evaluate their environment. Usually, you know, from point A to point B, they end up getting stressed, they're bored, that leads them from, you know, that emotion to maybe binging. Okay, well, what can we do? 
there's obviously something there that you need an outlet for. You have to feel a certain way. So like with your email example, that person feels very frustrated, right? But it's good to make sure that you, one, you don't act on the action because maybe it's not going to, it's not set within your values. You're not the type of person. You don't want to be the type of person that maybe sends an angry email and now that kind of rubs everyone the wrong way. Like you're the person who can kind of step back. Maybe Susan was having a really bad day, first of all, right? So let's kind of give sure. give that to her. And I think that it's good. Okay, now what you what can you do? Well, I would say change your environment. Make sure that you are going to get away from your computer because obviously Susan pissed you off, but there could be something else. It could have been other emails. It could be the situation that you're in. You're just, your cubicle is so small. You feel like you're kind of being shut in. And so that can be a really big challenge for you. So change your environment. Make it specific. Make it measurable. Walk away from your desk for five minutes and come back. Go on a, a mile walk, right? Do sure, something sure, there. Sure. I think, too, again, making sure that we don't suppress the emotion making sure, okay, well, why don't you go share this with someone? Do you have a confidant, right? I always call it social accountability. Is there someone that you can make sure that you reach out to be like, oh man, Karen emailed me again. Or maybe you don't even mention the person. Just say, oh, I got this email and it's really frustrating me. And I hope that person you talk to says, oh, you know what? It's definitely okay. I hear you. I get those emails too. Oh, Karen, maybe it's just having a bad day, right? Maybe you're having a bad day too, right? I think it's a really important thing to just make sure that you deal with that emotion at the time and be able to find some sort of solutions for yourself. Yeah, but you deal with it. So I'm going to, let me broaden this up a little bit. Okay. So the emotion, I think that if you are giving into the emotion and responding emotionally, that you are coming from a short-term mindset versus a long-term vision of what you're trying to accomplish. If I have a three-year vision for what I'm trying to do, all my decisions and all my actions should be in line with how does this action here help me get there? So if we don't have that three-year vision, I think what you see a lot of people do is act emotionally and rash rat or irrationally right now to get some point across emotionally, but it doesn't get you anywhere. I think it proves some type of point that you need to feel validated to maybe feel heard in that moment. So you need a bigger reason to say no or some North star as your compass for why you do things today. And I think so many people do not have that. And so you're doing these short-term decisions. You're making these short-term decisions emotionally because you have no direction. Let me learn from this. So let's come back to your, your Karen, uh, your Susan email, right? So what you're saying is that sending an email back, that you're losing sight of your long-term vision. I'm saying, imagine if you got that email from Karen and it's emotion, it's an emotional email. It was, it invoked an emotional response. Now, if I don't have a vision for my career, I might just respond emotionally. Okay. Cause I might just go back to her and just be like, what the heck was that about? Blah, blah, blah. Now, if I had a vision for myself that I want to be a CEO in five years, I would probably respond to that email very differently. And if you're being smart and strategic, I would respond as a CEO okay. right now. That makes right? sense, yeah. So I would carry myself with higher standard today because in five years, I want to be this. So right now, you have got to embody that stuff today. Even when you're not there, you have to act in accordance right now. Well, it's kind of like if someone's goal was to get out of that job. Yes. Right? They could have responded to Karen's e to Susan's email. 
I got Karen on my mind. Whoever it Susan. is. It doesn't matter at this point. But if your goal was to get that job, you can go ahead and email Susan back and destroy that relationship and, like, you know, have HR on top of you because you didn't respond the right way, right? But considering you had the CEO vision, that's almost pulling you back and putting you back in your values. This is the difference between motivation and inspiration to me. And this is when we talk about a three-month perspective versus a three-year. This is everything. Like, how you you... You motivation is going to f- be fleeting. It's emotional to me. Listen, if you feel if you feel motivated one morning and you're fired up, use it. Go go crazy, d- accomplish everything that day. But to expect that you're going to feel motivated every day is trash. It's not realistic. It's not going to happen. I don't feel motivated every day. I'm in the I'm in the industry. You think I want to work out every day? I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not motivated for that goal every single day. Because if you were, you'd only be focused on one goal, right? It's, yeah, well, yeah. I think that would be an issue. It's not, it's not, you know, it's just not realistic. But what keeps you going to take action is, is you feel inspired by something bigger that you have planned for yourself. That's got to be the thing. So once you have some ideal of yourself for three, five years, whether it's, I'm going to launch this company. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start this brand. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to quit my, whatever that is for you, that, that three to five year vision, you now act in accordance today. So that, that propels you to wake out of bed and take the action because you're like, look, if I was that successful CEO that I see myself being in five years, as an example, how would he or she act Today, how would he or she act in that situation today? That's what you do. That's how you keep yourself moving. That's how you continue to take action. You don't wait on the feeling. You choose progress over the emotion. Got it. In my life, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit in this. If I get frustrated with questions from my wife, if I get frustrated in communication with my wife, I can sit back. It's good though, right? It's good for me to say, okay, if my goal is to be a better father, right? Be an even better father and a better husband. I can look to respond in a more angry way right now, or I can look to kind of take a second, reflect and respond differently. Yeah. Right. So that's good. Cause that ends up setting me up to be that CEO kind of, well, now you think about the goal that you have for your relationship. Yeah. It's good. Right? What's good, the yeah. outlook you have for your relationship in five years. Mm-hmm. So then that changes how you would spr- respond today. That's right? good. Yeah, that's definitely. it. It's all it's like that with everything. Yeah. But if you're just looking to get out of the apartment, right? And that's how you're communicating, then I'm going to get out of the apartment. I'm going to act however I want to. Right? So, anyway, I hear you. I don't want to I don't want to get you off of where you're going because I think it's <laughs> great. Um, but I keep trying to bring it back to like my own my own life right now. So, that's good. We can go there. Oh, we just went there. More. We could. Another, all right. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll, that might be a good I topic. Feel like right? we're, we're, I think we'll definitely go back there. Okay. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Joe, anything I feel good. else? Yeah. No, I feel good. I feel I, like, I, first of all, I'm, I'm excited about the new direction of the podcast. Yeah. First and foremost, I think yeah. it's going to take us some really great places. So yeah. always appreciate the honest conversation. Yeah. And I'm excited for the future, future episodes. I'm there with you. All right. All right, guys. Till next time. Take care.